Hi everybody, my name is Jamil GS. I'm a photographer based out of Copenhagen, expat on New York. Right now we're sitting in country code plus nine one in New Delhi, India, the day after we set off the Asia premiere of American Royalty. Photography exhibition that's comprised of iconic portraits of hip-hop musicians that basically shaped the culture of hip-hop as we know it today. Names like Jay-Z, Mob Deep, Outkast, Jay-Ru the Damager, Yasin Bey, aka Most Def, Chuck D from Public Enemy. Uh, who else we got up in there? We got Tribe Called Quest, Juvenile from Down South, and then uh, female artists Mary J. Blige, Queen Latifah, and many, many more. It's a beautiful experience. I'm, I'm just happy and feel blessed to be here. It's amazing to see the response. People genuinely reacted to the photos and the exhibition. And surprisingly enough, uh, most people actually understood and recognized who were in the photos. And they were, you know, icons to them as well. You know, people that inspired them and still inspire them today, musically, culturally. So, people were excited. Late last year, um, I, um, I presented the world premiere of American Royalty for the first time. Uh, breaking out archival images and the original prints from those initial sessions that I ended up doing back in the 90s and up until some like the mid-2000s about. Looking back now, you know, um, I had no idea that it was as important as it's become, you know. To document. It, to document, yeah. It was, to me, it was, uh, it was pretty much just what was going on, you know. I was living in downtown Manhattan in New York and at a time when hip-hop was still considered underground. It was right on the cusp, you know. Uh, 1990, Tribe Called Quest had dropped their first album and Gangstar came out with their first album and Jay with the Damager, you know, albums that that had a major impact, uh, you know, and resonated throughout the world really amongst youth culture. But for me, I was a hip hop head, you know, I could go out every night of the week and catch my favorite acts, you know. I lived on Avenue A in the East Village and right on the corner on Thompson Square Park, Harris One used to have a, a like a a, just a party every Sunday afternoon with Miss Melody, his partner at the time. So, you know, everybody, like a bunch of people on the scene would just come through, freestyle, have a party. Monday night there was uh, a party at SOB's, another club, you know, Wednesday nights, like every, like, basically every night of the week you could go to a party or a club and see performers that today are amongst the biggest names in, in hip-hop. So um, it was a privilege, you know. But uh, yeah, now I'm now I'm understanding the, the importance of it. But what's in store right now is that you know I'm meeting some amazing people uh, during this trip out here in India, and uh, you know this amazing person there just came up and he was inviting me to take the show out further out to Asia. You know, talking about going to Jakarta, maybe doing like a three-city thing. Go to Singapore, Bali, Bali. yeah. So uh, and then uh, yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to. And also, um, uh, people, the interest is 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 growing. It has been for a while. Um, so people are really urging me to bring it out to LA, 
to New York, people want it out in London, people want it in Paris. So there's a lot of opportunities, you know, I'm just planning it out right now. Um, also working on a book as well that will be presented along with uh, exhibitions um, and a documentary. Well, basically, um, I started shooting in about like 94. And a few years later, I was asked to shoot a music video for uh, a producer named Armand Van Helden. So he comes from hip hop too, but he was really dub he was dabbling more in dance music at the time, uh, creating club hits, really dope club hits. And he had this one song called "You Don't Know Me." Um, became a massive hit in the club scene, especially in Europe. Uh, and so we did a video for that, and uh, it was an experiment for me the first time. And uh, it was somehow seemed kind of chaotic, and I felt like I had to put in a lot of work into it, you know, for a, a minimal result, you know. Whereas with the photo shoots, it's, there's more control of the situation. So I did that, and I kind of had to take a break, and then, you know, being given quite a lot of opportunities to do more videos and even commercials, I would take them on now and then, but with kind of gaps in between because I'd always get exhausted from every production for some reason, you know, you have a smaller crew. At that time, 10 people to me as a regular crew, all of a sudden you're doing a video shoot with about 40 or 50 people, you know, and it's like, it's it, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot. So I've done a lot, I've done commercials, I've done music videos, and, and I like doing it. And now as technology sort of uh, evolved, you know, you can actually produce really great material with smaller crews. So I'm more comfortable with that. Um, so I do it now and then, and I like it because I come from music and I hear music, you know, I see visuals when I hear music. I'm, I'm inspired by music, so to actually expand and sort of bring in like full circle, express what I see, what I hear visually is really dope. So, you know, when it's music that inspires me that I like and to be able to create the visuals for it, that's a really, really fulfilling thing for me. And if it's done, if the result comes out anywhere close to what I'm envisioning, it's going to be fulfilling for the viewer as well, you know, on the other side. You know, it's a great collaboration, you know, to do with artists, you know. And um, with the culture being so important in any, you know, in, in, for, for everything really, uh, how we perceive things, it translates really well to presenting anything from documentaries or to present you know uh, brands as well you know marketing so yeah